Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories, the only podcast that gives business owners practical, hands-on writing advice with examples in only 15 minutes or less. If you're paralyzed by fear that you won't sound professional, if you don't know what to say and how to say it, if you have an email list you don't use enough or a social media account that isn't getting the engagement you want, you're in the right place because I can help you with that. I'm your host, Jayati Vora, and today we're going to continue with our theme of how to build up to a successful launch. Last week, I walked you through a fun and innovative strategy to do informal market research on social media to see the reception to your idea before you invest time and resources into a launch. And if you haven't listened to that episode, you might want to go back and do that first. So today, I'm going to assume that you already know that your market wants what you're selling. Now, this could be a product, a course, a program, a package, whatever you're selling. You know that there's a need for it and you know how you're going to meet it. At the end of the month, I will be holding a three-day Zoom workshop to teach you how to write a sales email sequence to sell your thing. I'm going to talk about what goes into your sales email sequence, what order your content should be in and how to sell using email, even if you don't have a fancy website or any website at all. It's perfect for those end of your launches or if you have something fresh you want to launch in the new year. All you need is an email list. Amy Porterfield, who is really experienced at selling online courses, says that you need a minimum viable list of 250 people to launch. So let's assume that you have that. And I'm going to assume that you have been emailing your list somewhat consistently. Maybe for you that looks like once a week or once every two weeks, but selling via email is not going to work if you've been coasting your list and suddenly you show up to knock on their door to say, hey you, person I've been ignoring for the last six months, want to buy my thing? Yeah, that's not going to work. So you have a list and you've been emailing that list. And even if you don't take my email sales workshop, I hope you're planning on a sales email sequence. Because saying something once or twice to your email list is probably not going to be enough to sell your program. Because contrary to that field of dreams quote, it's not enough to build it. If you build it, they will not come. Not unless you've told them about it again and again and again. And in addition to talking about your offer multiple times, you also need to have a plan for what to say and when to say it and how to say it. Which means you need strategy and forethought. So today is all about helping you plan for that sales email sequence. Now, before you start writing, you need to get your ducks in a row. So there are three things that you need to know before you start writing. One, who is your program or product for? This is the basic one and without it, it's really hard to sell anything because who are you talking to? I'm going to show you two examples of the About Us page of companies who do similar things. One is H&R Block. It's kind of old-fashioned when I think of them. I think of that green color of their logo and in-person tax preparation. I went to their website, to the About Us page, and here's what the opening paragraph says. We started with a simple principle. It still guides us to this day. At H&R Block, we provide help and inspire confidence in our clients and communities everywhere. We've been true to this purpose since the beginning when brothers Henry and Richard Block founded the company in 1955. In that time, we've prepared more than 800 million tax returns. And we've grown to have company-owned and franchised retail locations in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, and other U.S. territories on U.S. military bases internationally and around the world. Wow, that's a... That's accompanied by a black and white photo of an older white man in a suit and tie standing in front of what looks like an H&R Block office building. 
I'm assuming he's one of the founders, but there's no captions, so there's no way to tell. As you scroll down, they tell you how the company has changed with the times, but they're anchoring you in the past with their idea of what reliability and trust looks like. All right, so that's one example. Now let's look at Intuit. That's the company that owns TurboTax, the tax preparation software company that I used to use back in college, as well as QuickBooks, Mint, Credit Karma, and also MailChimp, the email service provider I use for cutting chai stories. It's a very different profile. They have a big headline up top on their About Us page. And that headline reads, Intuit believes everyone should have the opportunity to prosper, and we never stop working to find new innovative way to make that possible. Yes, I read that right. It should have been ways to make that possible. And it looks like that's a typo, which is unfortunate anywhere on a website, but especially when that's the first thing that you read. But you see how their focus is is different. It's not about who founded it. Nobody cares. It's about what they can do for you. Right below that big headline, there are social media buttons for LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. So already as somebody visiting the site, you are getting a very different message than the one you're getting from H&R Block. And that's fine because they are speaking to different customers. I'm not even going to read the rest of the stuff on the Intuit page because I think you get the point, which is that your tone when you're speaking to a middle-aged man who wears a suit and tie to work and doesn't get Hassan Minaj references is going to be very different than speaking to a 20-something who's still living with her parents and wants to start her own vegan bakery. In marketing speak, we call this an ICA, your ideal customer avatar, or your buyer persona. All over the internet, you will see questions to help you nail down your ICA. And it is useful to give your ICA a name and address and favorite ice cream flavor, sure. But even more important is understanding what drives them. As Louis Grenier of Everyone Hates Marketers podcast says, you need the psychographic details. What motivates your ideal customer? What annoys them? For me, my ideal customer is a service business owner who's in their first two or three years of business, who's the face of their business, and who still writes the copy. They know the importance of authentic copy, and because they are a lifelong learner, they want to learn how to write their copy themselves. This is not the kind of person who's just going to hire somebody else to do the job, For two reasons. One, because they don't have the kind of money to pay a copywriter $100 plus per email to do it for them. And because they're worried that a copywriter's voice won't sound like them and they want to be self-sufficient in doing it for themselves. So whether my ideal client's name is Betty or Bipasha, that doesn't matter. It matters far more that I know that she's the kind of person who wants to learn to write copy for herself. Does that make sense? Okay, so you have your ideal customer in mind. And when you have that, then you know who you're speaking to and you know what to say to them. What else do you need? Well, if you want to convince people to buy from you, you need to show them that you can deliver and you have delivered in the past. This is point number two of the things that you need before you start writing your sales email sequence. So how are your customers, your potential customers going to know that you can do what you say you can do? Have you gotten results for other clients or for yourself? If your product or program is brand new and therefore you don't have reviews for the thing that you're selling, which is just like me, I have an offer this masala sales emails workshop before, so I I don't have reviews for this specific thing, but I do have reviews for other clients whose emails I've helped on. I've helped them uh, write emails, I've helped them plan emails, I've helped them edit emails, um, I've helped them write copy. So I have those kinds of testimonials. So similarly for you, do you have reviews for other programs you've taught, for other one-on-one work that you've done? Any clients who've worked with you before and talk about you just as a teacher or a coach? Here are some other things you could include in that. Are you trained or certified in what you do? 
Have you maybe won awards for your work in the past? Now, why this is important is because according to Big Commerce, a whopping 92% of people read online reviews before buying. That is a lot of people. And according to Nielsen, roughly 70% trust reviews and recommendations from total strangers. Think about it. The last time you decided to watch a movie or a play, did you check a review before buying the tickets? Did you ask a friend who saw the movie last week, what did they think? I do this all the time. This is the whole reason Yelp exists, right? To help people decide which restaurant to go to. And finally, and this is the third point of the things that you must know before you start writing your sales email sequence, finally, you must know the specifics of what you're launching. Now, this might seem too basic a point to even mention, but sometimes in our head, we have some vague idea of what we're doing. But before we sell, we need to nail down some specifics. It's impossible and by the way, totally unconvincing to sell something when you can't talk about what you're selling. Now, you can't get away with this in manufacturing with actual products because you have to produce the damn thing. So if you're selling a vase, you're going to know the shape and size and material. Maybe you haven't fully decided the color or pattern or maybe you you may offer it in a medium size or a small size. Maybe you don't know those things, but you know most of it. But when you don't have to manufacture something, when you're teaching something, you, you could get away with not planning so far ahead of time. But still, to sell what you're selling, you need to be able to talk about the transformation you're providing and how you're providing it. To go back to the sales email sequence workshop example, which is called Masala Sales Emails, by the way, I thought that was a nice nod to my obsession with masala chai. For masala sales emails, I know that for the people who were just putting their offers out there without priming the pump, without laying the groundwork for their audience to be excited and curious about their offer, to go from something slapdash or from a point of just sending out one email, whispering about their offer and then slinking away, feeling like sellouts because they hate sounding salesy. It's a huge transformation for them to actually plan what they're selling and how they're selling it, to do justice to their launch, to know what to say when they send out their emails and how to say it for maximum effect, and to anticipate the objections that their customers will have because customers almost always have objections. And our job as business owners isn't to railroad them into saying yes, but to help them overcome their own stuckness so that when they're ready to level up, you're there to be their guide. So when I'm selling masala sales emails in my sales sequence, I'm talking about all of those things so that they can see the transformation. They know what they're getting. Make sense? So to recap, before you start writing your sales email sequence, you need to know what drives your ideal customer. You need some reviews or testimonials or some stories of transformation. And you need to know the specifics of what your product or program looks like. There's more, of course, but I'm saving that for the inside of Masala Sales Emails and I hope to see you there. If you would like to sign up, please visit www.cuttingchaistories.com slash masala dash sales dash emails. That's a mouthful, I know, so I'll put the link in the show notes. And if this isn't right for you, but you know somebody else, a business owner who's launching an offer, a course, a product in the coming months, and who might benefit from this workshop, please do share the link with them. I would be so appreciative. And if you're interested in masala sales emails for yourself, but have questions, feel free to reach out to me directly at jayati at cuttingchaistories.com or get on my email list where I'll be sharing more information about the workshop. I only have a limited amount of spots because I want everyone to have a chance to have their copy critiqued because the third day is all about having my eyes on your copy. So if you're interested, don't wait on it. It's very affordably priced and it's happening in less than two weeks. That's it from me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we have a special episode. More on that next week. Until I see you again next Thursday, 
Set your launch up for success.